it's that time again. Time for the Go While Go podcast number 16. Today we have a special presentation. A Wyoming Cowboy Roundtable. Join us as we discuss Wyoming sports with three distinguished Wyoming cowboy fans. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's our panel. Welcome to the Go I.O. Go podcast special cowboy round theater. Today we have uh, four distinguished uh, fans, <laughs> myself included. I'm adding, uh, including myself in that. Uh, we have Joe Milcheski from Cheyenne. Uh, he's on the board uh, quite often. Of course, there's Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go I.O. Go. And we have a new participant, Brand Lemetri. Let me say that again. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay. Um, Brand Lemetri, you're a Cowboy fan. You've been on the board quite a bit. And uh, and uh, tell us, say, you're, you're living there in Cheyenne? Or no, no, you're down in Denver, right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Centennial, Colorado, and, uh, you know, down south here. Um, in fact, um, I, my family has run into uh, t- uh, Tanner Gentry's family gassing up for the game. So we're right in the heart of uh, uh, cowboy recruiting. There you go. There you go, yeah. guys. Well, I want to thank you for showing up and uh, participating. Uh, this is our second round table. And uh, it's uh, kind of a season ender, and we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the bowl game. And uh, so let's wrap up the season here. I wanted to go around the horn. Um, It's one of the best seasons uh, that we've had uh, in a long time. And uh, I wanted to start with you, Joe. Um, uh, Give me the good, the bad, and the ugly of this season from your viewpoint. Oh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, It's the best season that I can remember, I think, period. It's certainly the most fun, and I, I know it's not the most successful. We're not going to the Sugar Bowl, and I get that, but it was so unexpected. I mean, I I thought 4-8 and eight was probably going to be the likely outcome before the season started. I didn't put 2-10 and 10 out of the realm of possibility. So to get what we've got, a division championship, a conference title game in Laramie, it's the most fun season that I've had in my lifetime, at least since I've been old enough to buy beer. Um, and so I really appreciate what they did this year. The bad and the ugly, I don't know. I, I, you know, there were some tough losses, but there were some wins we probably shouldn't have gotten away with either. Um, so I, I think it's all to the good. And I think it's especially good that they got the extension for coach Bull done after they saw the results that he put out this year. I'm, I'm really happy that that got done. I think folks who know me know I had some doubts about this administration's ability to close that deal. Um, cause I think they really stepped on their dorks a little bit with Larry Shia. Um, so to see that that didn't happen with this really made, really made me feel good about it. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you there. How about you, Brand? Yeah, I would have to agree that, I mean, you know, since, since I've been buying, you know, season tickets, which hasn't been, you know, that, you know, all that long, it's been a fantastic unexpected season and, it's been a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, just on the whole, the, the program is on the uptick on, you know, pretty much every aspect of, of that football team. So again, it's just been, you know, um, you know, some of the, you know, best football memories that I can, you know, ever recall. And, you know, I mean, you almost brought, uh, you know, uh, Wyoming fans to tears at the Boise State game. I mean, it was, you know, everybody was hugging each other, high-fiving. I mean, it, it was just, you know. Even some of them ran. You know, unfor- unfor- unforgettable. Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry, I interrupted you there. I just said even some of them ran under the field. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, it's just fantastic. And so. Yeah, I mean, the whole program is on an on an upswing, and and that's just you know fantastic to see, you know, after the last five years. Well, we're going to go to the publisher now, Ian. Uh, you've got the last word on this subject. Uh, I guess it's all to the good, right? I concur with both uh, <clears throat> the cup, uh, Joe, and Brand. Um, there's just so many pauses about the season because I'm also the interest to me is where's this program be in five years, three years down the line and to have an opportunity to actually have hope that the programs can continue to build. It just seems like there's a lot of momentum. And since I followed Wyoming football, Lisa left, you know, came to Laramie college. It's been a long time. Uh, in fact, not during that course of period since I arrived in Laramie, went to school and followed him after I left uh, the university that I actually feel like there's a long-term ability for this program to really take it to the next level and do some great things. And just to have the foundation set this year to build on and actually go another direction and a couple levels up in the future, I think what's really exciting about the season. I thought somehow this team would sneak into a bowl game this year. Um, but uh, to see them finish with eight wins with an opportunity to get to nine wins, actually play for a Mount West Conference championship in Laramie, I don't think anybody really predicted that was going to happen. Um, it's just, you know, it, it feels like there's a lot of good things down the road with such a young football team because they were one of the youngest football teams in the country last year. And now we have a, a young football team this year achieving a lot of what they've already achieved. And I just, you know, next year is going to be really exciting to see what they can accomplish next season. Well, I tell you, is uh, I'm I'm the oldest member of this panel. I'm going to take a guess because I uh, actually remember uh, meeting football players on the Sugar Bowl team in '68. So, <laughs> um, and that was, you know, the glory days of uh, Wyoming football. And uh, now I know a lot of the uh, younger guys remember the Roach years. Uh, which were pretty good. So, uh, yeah, this feels really great. And uh, I don't know if we can say that uh, they've arrived yet, but, boy, they're well along on their way. Um, So in that case, then, uh, what do you think the prospects are then with this team for next year? Anybody? I think it's onward and upward. I think that we gain some depth on defense. I know the obvious self in the room is what does Brian do? I hope he goes pro, but say he does, you know, that's obviously a step back at running back when you've got the greatest of all time in terms of Wyoming back there leaving. Uh, but I think when you talk about getting Granderson back, we keep building depth on the defensive line. 
and then you've got Josh, you know, who hopefully progresses a little bit more, gets a little bit better maybe in the pocket. Right now he's really special outside the pocket, but I don't think he's quite as special when he's in the pocket. Um, I just I don't see us taking a step back from here on out. I'd be really surprised. I know we had a lot of close games, but at the same time, uh, I think we're going to keep growing now, especially if we keep Russell Dennison in there. I think he's the special sauce that really made this season go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, Brian? Yeah, um, you know, for the first time in a, in a while, you can say that, you know, the Pokes are, are building, you know, depth uh, almost at every position. The only position that I think, um, where I'm not, I'm unsure of, is maybe a, you know, punter. But everywhere else, you know, and especially the defense, I know that, uh, you know, we've got guys that, you know, are, are filling out the, the depth charts. And, you know, I think we've been pleasantly surprised this year that, you know, when the number one guy goes down, you do have, you know, somebody that can come in and, you know, is ready to play. And, and you know, like um, on the offensive line, at least, uh, like Jolly, you know, came in and he was a surprise. But, you know, was he a surprise to Coach Bowl and company? Probably not. And so that kind of tells you something about, you know, this program and the coaches are, are you know, dedicated to, you know, building depth in the program. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Ian, uh, you're, you're usually one of the more positive guys around. Uh, uh, what do you foresee for this team in the, uh, the coming near future? I think the sky's the limit with this program based on what Coach Bold at North Dakota State was able to turn that program and make them the dominant force at their level. I'm really looking at Mount West Conference Championship contender next year. I think we certainly should expect that. And also think we need to start shooting for that uh, New Year Six Bowl. And I think we have a very good opportunity to do that with that schedule we have next year. You have Oregon coming in. Um, it looks like that might be somewhat of a opportunity there for Wyoming, a good opportunity actually, and then they go to Iowa. Iowa did get knocked off by North Dakota State this year there, so you never know how you're going to play on the road, but with the schedule set up, there could be some really magical things happen next year with the majority of the football team coming back, and I said this even before the season started, before Wyoming started winning games, I feel like the best recruited talent is actually in the redshirt class and the class that's going to be coming in next year. So I think there's a, on top of the talent that's returning, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises in those uh, classes that nobody knows as much about in terms of the individual players. So as Brand mentioned, the depth's improving. I really th think we're going to be a lot deeper team next year. I think defensive line's going to be bigger. Our defense is going to be bigger. Our offensive line is going to be deeper. Um, Josh Allen, another year is going to make him a real dangerous quarterback next season. Um, and uh, there's some question marks with wide receivers, but there appears to be some young wide receivers in the program that uh, can really step up in the future. So, you know, at a minimum, Mount West Conference uh, championship contention, and let's uh, try to shoot for that New Year's Six Bowl next year. Well, I tell you, New Year's Six um... – to me, sounds a little far out, but maybe I've just been around too long and, and seen too much. But, uh, yeah, I'm all for that. I uh, 
I really see this uh, team. I look at the recruiting, you know, talking with Tom uh, almost every week uh, uh, on the podcast about recruiting. It uh, seems like they've really upped their game. I mean, they've gotten some uh, good guys in so far. Uh, you can look at Andrew Wingard as a, as a good example, as one of those guys that uh, really panned out well, and, and um, Josh and, and some other guys that have come in under this regime. So um, it looks like the, the ones that are coming in are uh, pretty good. We lost uh, uh, quarterback, uh, was it Garrett Chandler? Um, he decided to leave, but uh, they turned right around and they have another California quarterback coming in, another uh, uh, big size fellow. So I'm really, uh, I'm really pleased about that. So, uh, well, uh, so that season uh, we can chalk that up as a as a great win, and now um, coming next Wednesday on the twenty first, uh, Wyoming will be in their first bowl game since. Uh, what was it, 2011? They played Temple. Uh, what's that, a five-year uh, span? So uh, let's go around the horn and uh, tell me what you're thinking about playing those uh, Cougars. Uh, Ian? Well, I'm uh, probably more excited about the matchup than a few of the fans are. I think some fans are very excited about the matchup, while others uh, don't really want to play BYU. I look at this being an opportunity for the Cowboys to – take a good punch at BYU and beat them. Um, they're going to have two and a half weeks to get ready for the game. Um, they're going to have to play very well. Uh, BYU is, is not a weak opponent at all. They're, they're a program that's actually played competitive against uh, some of the better competition in the country. Um, so what I look for is a, a good football game. I think the Cowboys are going to be well prepared. I do think we have an advantage at the playmaking position, uh, quarterback and wide receiver, so we're going to have to make some big plays in the passing game um, and really just try to play that same type of defense that they played against San Diego State in both occasions and against Boise State. If they can do that, I think they'll have a, a chance to uh, win the game. Well, that's uh, I'm one of those uh, that count for the side that I hoped we never played them again, but uh, since we are... Um, I feel those old feelings coming <laughs> coming back, and uh, uh, I surely hope that we put it to them. Uh, Rand, how about you? Um, what are you thinking about this? Well, well I'm, I'm probably, the, the in terms of uh, fandom, I'm probably the younger uh, fan of the group. And, you know, BYU doesn't, you know, probably mean as much to me as, you know, as some of you guys, um, you know, especially you, Jeff, um, you know, but, you know, I do recognize that, you know, BYU is a, is a quality opponent and, you know, and, and they're going to be a tough team, you know, to beat, um, you know, so, so the, you know, the historical context of, you know, Wyoming, you know, BYU is, is kind of, kind of cool and all, but, you know, the last time I remember we played uh, BYU was I think uh, 2010, yep. and it was at uh, Provo, and and I just remember being irate over the non you know pass interference call. There was a BYU uh, player all over a Wyoming guy, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and of course it, it it went nowhere, and 
you know, I had people staring at me in the in the bar, uh, you know, that I was at. Um, you know, why why is this guy going you know nuts over over a you know college football game? But again, you know, BYU is a quality opponent, and you know, it's going to be a it should be a good game, and you know, looking forward to that that part of it. Well, I tell you, uh, Dave Walsh, the uh, uh, Cowboys commentator, actually said, uh, kind of went out of character. I remember that clear as a bell when he said that uh, he was, <laughs> he expressed an opinion that uh, he was glad the series was over. And uh, now we go to Cup here. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, I hesitate to ask you about BYU, and I may have to uh, <laughs> use the beeper buzzer. <laughs> Here, <laughs> but uh, you gotta, you gotta let it rip, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope this isn't subject to FCC fines. No, I hope uh, not. <laughs> BYU, huh? Yeah. Of the pub. Uh, well, you know, I hope in in my heart of hearts, what I hope happens is I hope every one of their players tears their groin. <laughs> I hope the coach has a heart attack and dies on the sideline. I hope the the plane carrying the fans crashes into a mountain and they all feast on each other. And we never have to go through this exercise again because I, I really can't stomach the idea of playing these guys. They were so crooked. And I think we all who have watched these games through the years, understand how crooked they are. And they took action trying to bury us and the rest of the conference through their TV negotiations, through the whole mountain West network episode. Anybody who was paying attention, it was very obvious, and BYU was fairly open in that they were trying to take a coalition of them and TCU and Utah and split off from the Mountain West and and go somewhere else together and leave us to go join the WAC or something like that, and with full understanding that that would have killed our conference as a legitimate entity, and they could have cared less. They've always been uh, in it for nothing but themselves. Uh, they cheat. And uh, I would have been very happy to have never played, thought of, spoken of, or otherwise considered BYU ever again. I really think it's too bad we're playing them. I wish it hadn't worked out like this. I would. I know San Diego's a nice bowl destination and all that, but if it was up to me, I think I would have pushed to play in a different bowl game, try to get um, one of the Phoenix games or get Boise or something else. I just don't think it's worth it. And I think we're seeing that from ticket sales. Berman put out tonight that they've sold 3,000 tickets uh, for the for the game. I think that's a really low number, and it shows how people yeah. do not want to go to TV for you. Yeah, that is low. I'd, I would, you know, uh, Wyoming has a reputation of uh, inundating bowl games, <laughs> uh, much greater than uh, our population would seem, seemingly support. But I think you're right. I'm, I'm there right with you. I, those um, uh, <clears throat> individuals... Uh, always seem to uh, have some sort of drama. They always seem to pull it out at the last second. There's always some sort of uh, craziness going around the games. I just, oh God, I just hate them like you do. So um, I'm not. Well, I mean, we take 7,000 people down to the Mountain West Tournament for basketball, and basketball is a niche sport compared to football. And you know, the idea that there's only been 3,000 tickets sold for this game is just crazy. I don't know what the number was when we played Temple or when we played um, Fresno in the previous bowl games, but I guarantee we sold more than 3,000 when we played 
UCLA in the Vegas Bowl years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think the another element to that is, you know, it's, it's on an oddball day. It's on a Wednesday. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but that was pretty hard to try to, you know, justify, you know, plane tickets and, you know, time off of work, especially. And, you know, that was, that was my, you know, consideration and why I didn't really want, you know, Wyoming to go to the Poinsettia Bowl because it's just, it's just the hardest bowl to get to. If it was, you know, this weekend, you know, like the New Mexico Bowl or Las Vegas Bowl, man, I would be, you know, I'd be driving, you know, up tomorrow. But, you know, on a Wednesday, you know, uh, that's going to be pretty hard for, you know, most of us, you know, uh, you know, working stiffs to try to, you know, get to that bowl game. Um, you know, and there, and there's probably, uh, you know, some of it is, you know, people, you know, or I think, a lot of fans have probably, you know, said, you know, meh, you know, I've moved on from BYU. At least that's what, you know, what, what I, what I see. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. I, and your thoughts of having to play these guys again, I guess it, uh, uh, it just depends on your generation, doesn't it? Well, I'm I'm excited to play BYU and the fact that I kind of put that aside. Now we get them on the battlefield for competition, and we have a chance to stick it to them on national TV. I also think that the ticket sales, I talked to Ringlesby about this yesterday, they're at 3,000, but I think there's going to be a lot of Wyoming fans who are buying tickets outside the Wyoming ticket office because of the seating arrangement at the game. If you've been to San Diego for a football game and watch a college football game there, um, you want to be up in some other sections to watch the game. It's not the best viewing stadium in the world, but there, there's no question that if we were playing Las Vegas, maybe playing in that bowl down in Tucson, who knows, there would be a better attended bowl game. But I think there will definitely be more than 3,000 Wyoming fans at this particular bowl. It won't be like the Las Vegas Bowl or you know, I, I think Wyoming could have uh, easily broken 10,000 for that bowl game. Oh, yeah. But I feel there'll be more than 3,000 at, at the bowl game of Cowboy fans. I have no question about that. Now, it's not maximizing to the level where it could be. But I think, you know, this is the situation. This is the game that we're playing in. And I, I think the fans have to rally and get around these these opportunities. We haven't been in a bowl game in five years. We've been in three bowl games in, uh, what, 12 years. And so there's an opportunity to go to a new bowl game. And um, I think there will be a little bit better turnout than just 3,000 Wyoming fans there. Well, they, so. they say that there's a lot of alum uh, alumni in California. Uh, I've heard that before. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that there might be a good walk-up um, walk crowd uh, from, uh, from California. Uh, for me, coming from the East Coast, it was kind of weird because I was going to take my son – to uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, if we'd gotten into that one, and uh, uh, we didn't make it, so I checked out the price to go to uh, San Diego, and it was nearly twice, twice as much for both of us to go, and uh, it was just like whoa, and it it's because it's part, I guess, in the middle of the week, and there's something uh, uh, 
uh, one guy told me that uh, he thinks there's something going on in uh, San Diego and there might be a big convention or something because the, the airline prices from the East Coast was just, uh, they were just as much as going, uh, more than going to the Las Vegas. So that's one reason why I'm not going. And I'm like, Cup, it's kind of like, eh. do I want to sit there and watch another eh, BYU get over kind of game? I really do. I really do hope that Wyoming... Uh, smashes these guys but um i'm really skeptical as far as uh <laughs> playing them i just uh, gotta hate playing them but it is good for us though <laughs> it's good for the program. it's not good for us there's there, it's not good for us it's i mean it's fine to us? play in a bowl game no, there's there's you can't make an argument that playing byu is good for us i i think it's it's good to play in a bowl game it's good for the growth of the program it's good that the players get to go to San Diego, you know, so they get a reward from that. Uh, but no good comes from playing BYU. It just legit, legitimizes them. Uh, there's no reason to give them another shot at us. Uh, I just it, dredging up all these old feelings. I don't think does anyone any good. And mm -hmm. I just looked up on the little Google machine. Wyoming put out a press release when we played in the Vegas Bowl in '04 that they sold 7,500 tickets. And I'm pretty sure that was a midweek game, too. And I know it's different. There was a longer period between playing in bowl games, you know, for that one. That was a big deal. And it was a big-name opponent like UCLA. But I, I think the market's speaking here. I, I know we're going to have more than 3,000 Wyoming fans at the game. And I know a lot of Wyoming alumni in California who are probably going to go. But I don't think there's the enthusiasm for this bowl game that the way this season should have dictated. I think if we were playing, say, if we were playing Houston in Phoenix or in Vegas instead of this game, I think you'd see 10,000 tickets sold. I think it's less to do about travel. It's more to do about Well, uh, it, it is what it is. Now, I, I look at it from the standpoint for the players, and uh, I talked to, um, uh, talk to a couple of the players, and um, – <laughs> It, this uh, BYU means nothing to them, uh, this generation, because, you know, they've never had the experience. There's nobody on the team that's ever played them. And so um, uh, for them, it, they're pretty excited about going to a bowl game. And it's probably to their advantage because they don't have that baggage with BYU. Uh, they're just another team that they're going to try to knock off. So I don't know. <laughs> that's... Uh, from that standpoint, uh, I think it's good for them, and uh, I agree with you, Cup, that I'm I'm kind of grumbling about having to play them. But I think uh, I'd hate to deny the guys uh, a trip to a bowl game just because we don't like that team. So uh, there's that. But um, uh, so let's let's do a little prediction here. Let's go around the horn, uh, Brand. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the game's going to end up being? What's the score? Do you think? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm never very good at uh, predicting a score. I just the only thing I can think is the Pokes are going to have to play a very balanced game. Uh, the offense has got to come out, start controlling the clock. The defense has got to make the plays that they need to make. I don't expect the defense to play a perfect game because I don't think they've played a perfect game 
you know, all season, but they've had their moments where, you know, they were bend but don't break. And, and then special teams, we cannot have like the, you know, the, the two touch, you know, touch uh, down, you know, return for a touchdown punts or kickoffs that uh, San Diego State got against us. So we're going to have to have a really balanced game in all three, you know, major aspects of the game. And, and I think, I do think the Pokes have a good, very good chance at doing it. I know that we're an underdog, like eight, like eight and a half points underdog or something like that. But Wyoming seems to have done really well when they're the underdog and they come out, you know, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, well. So, uh, so I'm bullish on, on the Pokes, you know, pulling out a, a victory. Well, good. Good. Um, Cup, what do you think? You know, it's hard for me to make a prediction because I know nothing about BYU. If they come on TV, I change it. If I see them <laughs> in the newspaper, I throw it in the fire. I, I, I don't know. The only thing I know about BYU is they got a fancy new coach and Ty Detmer's the offensive coordinator. And that's really all I know. And their quarterbacks hurt, which I'm glad about. Um, but So I don't know what they got. Uh, I assume they're going to be surprised by what we bring to the table with Gentry and Mulhart. Uh, I think as soon as they see uh, Josh Allen's arm strength, they're going to be a little bit surprised by that. It depends on which defense shows up. You know, if it's the defense that came to play in the championship game, I think we're in pretty good shape. If it's the defense that showed up in Albuquerque and Vegas, we've got a problem. I don't think there's any big mystery to it. The only real prediction I can make is that uh, somebody within the BYU administration will – offer a large cash sum to the officials for the calls. The calls will take that cash money and use it to screw us because how many times do we have to see that before we, before we understand that's what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. How about you, Ian? <laughs> well, I, you know, I think the two and a half uh, weeks to get ready for the game, uh, the Cowboys will come out with good energy, and I think uh, they've, they've proven that they can play uh, you know, Boise State beat BYU. I believe San Diego State uh, would have matched up well. Uh, they didn't exactly overwhelm Utah State, even though they won by a little bit of a margin. So just looking at the comparable scores and watching BYU play, if we come out, and and I expect Wyoming to do this, to come out and play with that, uh, that defense, you know, that ability, that defense they played against San Diego State and Boise, uh, those type of games. And we got an offense, a big play offense, can move the football, make a lot of big plays. They've proven that throughout the season. So I expect uh, the Cowboys to play with the maximum effort. Um, I'm kind of looking at, I kind of have this gut feeling it's going to be very similar to that bowl game against uh, UCLA back in 2004 where the Cowboys are going to find a way to uh, pull it out late and win by uh, three points. Um, there's no way I'm going to pick BYU regardless of what I'm really thinking, but I do, I truly do believe the Cowboys have a chance to play, win this game if they play well. Well, I tell you, uh, on my, I, <laughs> I hate these guys so badly that I'd like to just beat the hell out of them, but um, they have a backup quarterback coming in, and we've had problems with the backups this season. I don't know what it is. We always make them look like uh, – the second coming of Johnny Unitas. 
So they've got a backup coming in that um, he beat Nebraska on that um, uh, Hail Mary pass last year. And um, they're big. And uh, as Cup said, they may have have, uh, some sort of graft or corruption involved. So uh, I tell you... (laughs) I tell you, if uh, Wyoming wins, it's uh, it's uh, it's I'm going to be pretty happy, but I'm not holding my breath. I hate to say it that way, but uh, it's just because it's BYU. So, uh, but uh, again, I want I hope they beat the hell out of them, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just not feeling it, and it and it's only because of them. You know, uh, I know our guys are going to play like hard. Uh, we've had we've had teams go in there and play BYU that were actually better than BYU, and we still lost to those bastards. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a visceral it's a visceral thing. I, it, with Joe's feelings, I, I, I totally understand. So anyway, it really is, Jeff. I'm being serious about this. I'm not going to the game, and we talked about it long and hard. I mean. You guys who know me, we've traveled to lots of games. I've been all over the country following this team over the years. And, uh, yeah, I'm self-aware enough to know that if I go to San Diego and I have a couple beers before the game, I'll be in that stadium for five minutes and I'll be out. You know, there's, a, there's, I can't, I can't stomach it. An old poster on the board and it went by a wild Husker fan. We got thrown out of three consecutive BYU games three years in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's not. It's not a situation I can put myself in. You know, my four-year-old's going to learn those words, but he doesn't need to learn them right now. Yeah. Well, he's not going to learn those words, and you don't want to have a uh, a, uh, uh, a situation where you have to talk to a uh, San Diego uh, law enforcement <laughs> or security guy. Not that you would do that. Now, I, I remember a Tennessee game. You sat behind yeah. me at a Tennessee game, and I wanted to crawl under the seat because I thought we were going to have a there. You're getting the hillbillies all fired up. So That's great. <laughs> yeah, you was, that the, was that the Tennessee game where Wyoming pulled out the miraculous, it was like 14, 13 or something? No, like we, uh, it was the game we sold out to Tennessee and played the game in Nashville. And, okay. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, Joe was behind me a couple of rows, and I just happened to be sitting to, next to some Tennessee guys, or no, some Tennessee guys were like a couple of rows ahead of me, and they got into this discussion about trailer houses and and missing teeth and uh, other things. And I'm I'm in between the two of them, so oh my god! But anyway, it, it worked out. There was no violence, but we did get beat. But yeah. <laughs> well. And- and you're you're talking about like trailer houses and missing teeth in Tennessee, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I've I've been in I've been in Tennessee. I've done an internship there, and yeah, it's a you know if you've seen uh, uh oh what's that what's that movie with Burt Reynolds and they're oh, yeah. in the canoe. You know, that's a that's a very real thing. Yeah, deliverance. I, I deliverance. Tell you what, yeah, deliverance. <laughs> that that's a life changer right there. I tell you what. Well, I was I was yeah. at the game uh, where we won. That was two thousand eight, right? That was that was um, that was Joe Glenn's last year. I was at that game. Yeah, that was Joe's last year. That's right. That was a miracle win, 
of course, the team, the the Tennessee team, wasn't doing very well, and uh, they had already announced that Coach Fulmer was going to be fired. And uh, we had this big quarterback who ended up transferring to, I think, Southern Indiana, didn't he? Or um, what was his name? Uh, anyway, he was Stutzrheim. yeah. Stutzrheim, that's right. He was a big guy. Anyway, um, uh, he was. Uh, my son was totally amazed because he was standing there with like three or four uh, uh, Tennessee guys hanging off him and still making passes. So uh, uh, it was a great game, and I've never heard uh, one hundred and three thousand people be so quiet when they left that stadium. So that was that was a highlight in my life. I tell you. That was something. So, so I've got a, I've got a question. If, uh, you know, aside from CSU, who's, who's the, the replacement rival for, for BYU? And, and in my, my view, it's, it's Air Force. Really? You know, given the way Air Force, you know, they whine and cry. They, you know, they, uh, uh, they kind of play dirty, right? And you know, so in my mind. Um, you know, especially after the 2013, you know, beatdown, um, you know, we gave we gave Air Force, and they cried about, you know, that we were playing, you know, um, uh, ragtime cowboy Joe while they were, you know, wanting to play their, their uh, school, you know, school song or their tribute, you know, song, and so anyway, my my money's on Air Force as the <laughs> the new BYU rival. Well, I'm working up a pretty good hatred for Boise State. Uh, it took us a while to beat them. It took us, what, eight tries before we finally beat uh, five? I think it was like 11 tries. Really? Don't we have like uh, 10 losses previously to to Boise State? Yeah. It was a while. I, I don't know the number, but the... They're up there, and um, uh, New Mexico kind of got on my bad side this time. They were kind of uh, <clears throat> thuggish. <laughs> I didn't uh, didn't like the attitude of their players uh, much. Uh, so. No, though, there's there's rivals, and then there's something else, though. You know, I, I, I'm with you, exactly. man. I I think Air Force is, is BYU light, but uh, yeah, I didn't really consider BYU a rival either. I mean, that was the easy definition that everybody gave the game because sports writers look for easy short words to use. But, you know, that, that was it was closer to something uh, of two people who used to be at war with one another. You know, I, yeah. I think of analogs like Kansas, Missouri, and games like that where there is deep, dark hatred that goes back a long time. And, you know, might as well talk about it, the Black 14. You yeah. know, BYU is at least partially responsible for the fact that Wyoming's football program today is not Nebraska. I think you can make a really good argument that if that never happens, that, you know, history forks off in such a way that Wyoming is a major football power today. You know, maybe it doesn't last through TV in the 80s and 90s, but it'd been interesting to find out. And all that happened because of the institutional racism of BYU. And I don't think we can ignore that. Yeah, well... Uh, the, I've talked to every one of the survivors at that time um, of the Black 14. I uh, did interviews with them for a project that I did. And um, a lot of them were upset uh, 
Willie Hysaw, uh, or Guillermo Hysaw is his real name, uh, and um, uh, what was the other guy? The other two sophomores on the team, they had played freshman ball against BYU uh, uh, the year before uh, in Provo. And uh, they talked about being called uh, the N-word and and uh, a lot of cheap shotting and stuff at the freshman game. So they came into that game uh, as sophomores with a whole lot of hatred. And that was just engendered for one game <laughs> that, that they had played against them in, in Provo. So, and then uh, uh, the influence of the, um, you know, the, 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 religious factor that was involved in that. Uh, but, you know, BYU was nothing until Wyoming got out of the way and they were able to build up. They were not doing well until Wyoming fell. And I'd like to remind them of that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, the Wyoming was in their way. And uh, the the fall of our program uh, allowed them to... Uh, to finally make it to the top. So the hell with them. <laughs> well, like the, you know, the, um, you know, the air force analogy is, you know, they have an honor code of, you know, we don't tolerate those that lie, cheat and steal. And yet <laughs> when we, when we play them, you see, you know, you know, dirty plays and, um, you know, you know, you see you know, uh, guys getting their knees cut out from under them. Like I, I remember, like Eddie Yarborough saying, you know, Air Force was the, you know, t physically was the toughest game to play because you were nicked up and you were bruised and battered after you played that, you know, that game just because of the way they play, and they, you know, and. You know, with with BYU, you know, you get some of that, you know, that same thing. You know, you don't get the just the football team. You get the football team and, you know, the you know the social aspect of it. You know, the uh, you know kind of this uh, you know uh, two faced uh, you know approach. Yeah. And you know, and and it's and it's it's ingrained. You know, to me, it's ingrained with. You know, when I think of BYU football, you know, I also think of, you know, what's the, uh, how is the institution founded? It's, it's a religious, you know, based institution. And so they also have, you know, an honor code and, and it's just, you know, the, the irony is just, you know, palpable. Mm -hmm. Oh, they've been, uh, uh, they, they always seem to, um, well. <laughs> uh, they're arrogant. A lot of their fans are very arrogant. If you've been reading some of the stuff that they've been talking about this game, if you go over to their board and, and look at it, uh, uh, it just, uh, I just tell myself, why in the hell am I doing this? My blood pressure can't take this, you know? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my doctor's. Yeah, Jeff, I quit reading those um, opponent message boards a long time ago. I, I just don't, I think people it's like trying to follow political message boards that just fires your get your blood pressure up they're just reading because some of these people don't even know half of what's going on and they're trying to comment on certain certain circumstances and stuff like that so i kind of quit reading those boards about 10 years ago so yeah, well, i shouldn't i know but i i try to i try to keep up on what's going on uh, uh 
uh, all over the place. And so, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, guys, you, you know, you just, you just, was that? I got a question for you. Has anybody heard if the coaches have brought in any alumni to talk to the team about some of the history and what those games were yeah, like? Good. You know, I haven't heard. My use coach is, a, is an alumni of that rotten place, and Ty Detmer is an alumni of that, those bunch of swine. <laughs> and we don't have that on our staff. We don't, we don't have anybody who came up through the Wyoming program. So I really hope they did that. I don't know who that would yeah, be. Cop, I, I thought I read somewhere uh, I, this week that uh, Coach Bull did bring some former players in so to talk. I might have to go back and see if that was actually the case. Yeah, that would be interesting because, um, well, they've had um, in the past, they've had guys like Jim Kick have come in, you know, when they've been recognized for like Hall of Fame game stuff. And then they had a the Sugar Bowl team. Uh, this was a few years ago. They brought the Sugar Bowl team back and uh, honored them at a halftime. Uh, and a bunch of those guys came back. But I don't, I don't know if they have a real regular um, – uh, connection with the, some of the older players. I don't know how many, uh, I don't notice. Well, of course I don't notice on TV, but I wonder if any of them get to come and stand on the sidelines and that sort of thing. Cause you always see, um, see that on other teams. And uh, every time we go to a, a Virginia tech game, it seems like Bruce Smith is, they're always showing Bruce Smith on the jumbotron standing on the sideline with the team, you know, <laughs> those kind of guys. And so, but we, you know, one one thing is, uh, I think I saw it on the Wyo Nation board. Uh, somebody put a little, you know, snippet together of all these clips of BYU players, you know, punching, you know, players, you know, down on you know on the ground in the dog pile, punching them in the, you know, you know where, <laughs> you know, in the family jewels, right? And and like. And then, you know, there was that bowl game uh, a couple years ago where, you know, BYU started the brawl. And it was just – and nothing ever came of it. That's that's the other part of it is nothing ever comes of, you know, I, I believe, uh, uh, you know, there was a uh, an investigation into coaches, BYU coaches giving uh, – you know, housing allowances or something like that to their players, which is against their, which is against their, you know, against the rules. And, and it's just, you don't get one without the other. You don't just get a football team. And so I hope the, I hope the Pokes see that little YouTube clip (laughs) and that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Well, we got some pretty salty guys on our team too. Uh, uh, I think they can give it back as good as they get. Uh, well, sure hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, uh, Kevin McKinney, on, uh, he was on KFBC the other day, and they were talking about it, you know, that the players didn't know anything about this game and whatever. And uh, Kevin McKinney says, well, they'll know about the second play of the game. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> it won't take long. And they'll have a, yeah. an unabiding hatred for them too. So, anyway, well, guys, uh, we've been on here for quite a while, uh, and I want to thank you. Uh, let's let's kind of wrap this up. Can we go around the horn here and uh, give each one of you a chance to um, uh, 
answer this question. Um, has the football program arrived yet? And if so, why? Or if not, how far do we have to go? So let's start with you, Brand. Um, you know, I think we're we're just in the middle of the process. You know, Coach Bull, um, you know, set out with a, like a five-year plan. And, you know, I heard uh, Kevin McKinney, um, you know, speak in person uh, at a Cowboys in Colorado event that I attended. And, you know, he said, folks, it's a five-year plan at a minimum. And I think, you know, when you talk about rebuilding a, a college football program, we're talking about 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. And, you know, uh, it's it in the landscape, you know, in the social media and all of that kind of stuff, this landscape is such that it's a, it's a five-year deal no matter what, uh, you know, at, at, at the least. And so... You know, and I think with Coach Bull saying, hey, why not us? Why not us going to a New Year's Six Bowl? You know, it's it's been done before at Wyoming. It can happen again. And I think, you know, from, from that standpoint, you know, it's, you know, we're in the middle of the process. And, and I don't think Coach Bull is going to do anything less than, you know, sticking around and seeing that through, you know, seeing his vision through. So, you know, we're, we're just in the middle of the middle of the deal. Uh All right. Um, Joe. Yeah, I think, I think we've arrived, you know, I I think we kicked the door in this year and now the challenge is we got to find our way to the kitchen and make ourselves a sandwich and sit down and watch some TV. I mean, we gotta, we gotta stay in this position. And life comes at you fast, you know. I think we're way ahead of schedule. I think even Craig Bull has said that. Uh, but we're here now, and now the challenge is, what do we do from here? You know, this. Who knows? Five years down the road, we may look back at this and say, "Yep, we 100% arrived in 2016." and everything's great, or you never know, you know, Mike Riley might get hit by a bus and Craig Bowles in Nebraska in two years. You just never know how life is going to work out. But anyone who says we haven't arrived, I'd say you should have had your ass at the conference championship game, because if that doesn't count as arrival, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, Ian. Well, I think uh, in terms of arrival of where the bigger things are going to happen down the road. I don't think we have arrived. I think there are potentially, and Coach Bull has said this on several occasions before he went into this season uh, when we came off two wins. He said there's going to be a lot bigger things happening, and he even said that at midseason. He said that at the end of the season. So in terms of arrival is becoming a better football uh, program, absolutely. But in terms of incremental growth and that's the way these programs work you take one step at a time we happen to take a big step this year why can't we take another step next year and as time moves forward um, you know gonna see a lot better things out of this program hopefully Um, when you look at the roster right now there's still some holes in this football team there's some imperfections um, things that could be improved on uh, across the board especially defensively um, so when things get moving forward and uh, those things start getting patched up and proved, uh, there could be a lot uh, bigger things down the road for, for Wyoming football. I agree. Uh, 
I look at this team is 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 uh, they've made a big announcement. They announced this year to the rest of the league, uh, boys, uh, we were showed up, and uh, you better strap it on because I think uh, Bowl is going to put a program on the on the uh, field that's going to uh, challenge for and more than often uh, take uh, the league. And so uh, I think we're well away, well on our way on that process. Um, I, I'm like Ian, I'd, uh, we're not there quite yet, but by God, we, we made a big announcement, like you said, Joe, by showing up to that uh, championship game. So uh, we're um, we're one of the top teams in the league, and um, uh, there's no disputing that. Now we're not a we're not a cellar dweller, and uh, everybody better watch it because we're going to come after them. And that's the way I feel. So, uh, well, thanks, guys. Um, this is our second roundtable. I want to do this again uh, after we get into the basketball season. And I appreciate you all um, uh, showing uh, showing up and giving us your opinions. Uh, Joe, take care. And um, uh, are you gonna uh, are you gonna watch the game even, or are you just gonna wait for a text, or are you gonna ignore it uh, totally? You know, I actually I I mean this truthfully. I've I've considered trying to never find out the result of this game. Just <laughs> muting it on Twitter, never logging on to check a score, and like make it two months, and then just forget it ever happened. Um, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm still not 100 percent sure I'm going to watch the game. I really am not. Well, that's. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna watch it for as long as I can stand it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> if it looks like BYU's pulling their old tricks and Wyoming's having trouble. I probably just turn off the TV and say, "Oh God, why did I ever?" It's not going to be a blowout, Jeff. No, I don't know. I I, I have trust me. It just makes me so sick in my stomach. <laughs> you got you don't you guys don't know. I it's, it, it, they oh, they're just so frustrating. But all right, and uh, well, <laughs> I um, that's good. I tell you. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, let's get back together in a little bit. And uh, thank you for joining the uh, Go Y.O. Go Cowboy Roundtable. Great. Thank you. All right. Good hearing from all you guys. Good seeing you. Yep. Kill those bastards, pokes. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. W-Y-O. There you have it. Go Wild Go Podcast number 16, Cowboy Roundtable Special Edition. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. Thanks for joining us. Hope to see you back for number 17. This has been an exclusive production by Jackalope Ridge Media, LLC, 
in cooperation with the GoIO Go message board. All rights reserved.